Hello, and we're back to talk about something kind of cool. We're back with Andre, by the way. We've enjoyed Andre for the last podcast, so we thought, hey, we'll do another one. He's awesome. Hey, Andre. Hey. So this is kind of something I want to like let Andre lead the charge on this one because I kind of we'll, we'll get into like how I'm kind of ambivalent about Star Wars. Um, but we're going to talk about Solo, uh, a Star Wars story, and what you thought about it and what um, – I think initially when I first watched it, I was like, oh, this is amazing. But then um, I left the theater and I forgot um, what happened. So, <laughs> but you kind of have some, you have some, you have a, you have feel a certain kind of way about it. And I want to hear what you have to say about it. I do. Um, I want to preface this by saying I'm not the hugest Star Wars fan either. Um, it definitely wasn't a childhood thing for me. You know, the Disney announced the new trilogy and I was like, Oh, I want to be a part of this. So let me just go back and watch these movies. Um, and with this film, uh, for some reason, I did not feel like a burning desire to go see it opening weekend the way I do most films. Why? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's because I've never really taken to the character of Han Solo as oh, much really? as maybe. Yeah. Not my favorite character. No kidding. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a very controversial opinion. Um, I think yeah. it depends on your age. I think those of us who are old school, like, yeah, Han Solo. But like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. That, yeah. It, that's the thing. It's, it's the lens of, you know, just me watching these movies now versus, you know, growing up with them. Um, it's the same way. Like, like I was mentioning on our phone call, like my, my Star Wars from my childhood was Harry Potter but I can't sit down and watch those films and analyze it and pick it apart and tell you what's wrong with it the way I can with other films. So right. it's, it's, it's a weird, weird thing to talk about. But with, with this film, I don't know. I saw it. I think I saw it like two weeks after it opened mainly because I was like, I, you know, we'll, we'll see. I don't, I don't really feel too, too strongly about it. My little brother wanted to see it. So I'll take him. Right. Um, I went to see it and I came out and I just felt very confused um, namely because this, it was marketed as this huge, huge film origin story. You know, there's a lot writing on this film. It opened to $80 million in the box office, which is not very common for Disney. Yeah. It's, it's um, considered a flop, isn't it? For Disney yeah. these days. Yeah. For these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it, to me, this did not really feel like, you know, like a Han Solo origin story because, you know, if you think about it, the very beginning of the film, we see Han Solo, but he's the Han Solo we know from the original trilogy. Right. The character's already there. And then I come to find out after the film, because I don't think this was set in the film, but I came to find out after that this film takes place 10 years, a decade before A New Hope. And then I started thinking, so you're telling me this character of Han Solo doesn't change? In this amount of time yeah. at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a, it was a weird decision. I'm not, and I'm pretty sure they, they did that. So they didn't have to address again, like the whole empire death star plot point again. Um, that might've been, that might've been the reason I'm not sure, but it, it did not feel like an origin story to me. It had the touchstones of the Han Solo persona. So you have like Chewbacca, his relationship with Lando, the millennium Falcon, the golden dice, but there's not a lot of work put forth in showing how Han Solo came to be and why he believes the things he believes. That's a good point. Um, instead, the whole reason this film sort of exists is because he's, you know, like chasing after a girl and doing whatever he thinks he needs to do so that, you know, he can have a 
happily ever after with her, which is, I think, and I think that's one of the reasons why people don't remember, really remember this movie is because there's a lot of just like surface level stuff right? and not a lot of it connect, at least to me. This is just how I, how I feel about it. No, I think you're probably um, hitting on what a lot of people felt about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, this is, a, I didn't, I don't hate this movie. I thought it was a fun movie, had its moments, was a good like popcorn movie, but for a Star Wars story, for a Star Wars film, I think it should have gone a lot deeper than it should have. Yeah. Would you have liked yeah. to have seen like his childhood? No, I don't. I, I, I would have loved to see this, this film, but I wanted to see Han Solo in a way that wasn't how he is in the original trilogy. Right. You know, I would have loved to see him come up as this naive person that trusts everybody. And then something happens. And then he goes up to this sort of curmudgeon space pilot that we know in the original trilogy. Yeah. But instead we get the Han Solo. And this is the problem also, you know, the actor Alden Ehrenreich, he does a great job playing Han Solo, but at the end of the day, it's an imitation. It is an imitation. I will have to say, that the reason I think you had a low box office out of the gate is that there's like, we were talking about Bohemian Rhapsody with Freddie uh, Mercury. Like anyone you cast, they're going to shit on, you know, they're just going to, and again, I, I feel like Rami Malek's going to own it, but you know, I haven't seen the movie. I've just seen. So it. Glover was, it, was he doing, he's an I imitation I thought Glover too? nailed Lando, and, but I think he was also doing an, an impression imitation. too. And so that's what I was going to get to is that out of the gate, people were straight razor hating Alden as the choice for Han Solo. I don't know. You would have, picked but he but the but then i see him do like his harrison ford impression and i'm like oh i wouldn't have done that i don't think i would have made that choice bro well going back to it being like generational Mm. because i'm like the original generation you were you all are embryos no you were excited to see a han solo story i was really excited about they were going to do the character and i also know what alden's capable of so i didn't really go in there like with my arms folded my neck you know rolling i was like oh just do your best just do your best and then when i saw him doing the impersonation i was like oh fuck they're gonna hate you but lando is a different thing because we don't have a whole lot of back material on lando he shows up for like seven seconds in the bast you know he does a couple of things he comes in billy d williams hey what's up y'all you know so he was a caricature back in the the other the 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 day the empire strikes back so donald's lando i think he had some depth and some swagger he kind of could do no wrong do you know what i mean even though he might have been doing an impression like han solo and again you you just didn't feel like you didn't grow up loving han solo i grew up like the one of the it's one of the films that formed my entire fucking future like it was it was um annie hall woody allen um, I know everybody. I, I get it. My childhood is dead. Uh, everybody I looked up to is a pedophile asshole motherfucker. I get it. But like I grew up, like I went to see, you know, Star Wars in the theater and I went back, you know, 12 times and I had the action figures and, and it was all I could think about. And it was just, it overtook my life. You know, I had the score. I knew who John Williams was. I just, I loved everything about, you know, every single aspect of it. I knew all the facts about Tatooine that you could get your hands on, you know, all the stuff. So I grew up like loving... Uh, Harrison Ford and Han Solo and you know if you loved Harrison Ford you followed him into the Indiana Jones franchise so because I am I just turned 54 yesterday no two days ago so at 54 years old my people are like we grew up with all of these characters and then Lucas betrayed us by you know overhauling 
uh, our beloved... The remasters. Yeah, the remaster and denying shit happened. And I, we were all Carrie Fisher, change a job at the hut. And we like, J.J. Abrams comes along, and and I was just excited. And I think that's kind of where I stopped being like... I was just so mad for so long at Lucas for doing what he did and, and doing those god-awful prequels, which you said you didn't have a problem with. Um, I fucking hated every minute of them. Oh, no, I, I, I didn't like them. You didn't like them? Okay, okay. I, <laughs> I must have misheard you. I was like, okay, sometimes Andre drinks. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so you didn't like them either. Okay, good. So no, no, no. We're on the same page. But like you just, yeah. you know, we get, we now we're divorced from this asshole. So my expectation was just everybody go and do your thing, you know? And there's going to be, there's not going to just be the one and then 20 years happens. They are coming out at a pretty rapid pace. So I think, that's where my mindset has always been as well. But as you and I have been talking about Solo, yeah, I think I got a bone to pick over the Kira character and that he was doing an impression. And now that I think about it, I see what you're saying. Let's talk about Kira yeah. for a second. Let's talk about Kira. Sure. And what your walk me through your, your problems with her. I think they're the same as mine. Well, it took me... It took me like half of the film for me to realize that they were a couple to begin with, honestly. Um, because so we so we start start the movie, they're running away together, then they get separated, and then he spends three years in the Imperial Army finding a way to get back to her, trying to find her. Then he finds her, and they have not seen each other for three years, and then the interaction is sort of like, Oh hey, you're alive and you're here. So up? what's up? Yeah. What's been happening? And I'm like, wait, are you serious? This is and the film doesn't stop to take a moment no. and you know, this is two people that, you know, are in love with each other, have grown up together, and they're just reuniting after three years. They're like, No, we gotta keep moving, gotta keep moving. And what must have and happened then- to her? What must have happened to her? To be exactly. to live in this hellhole and then to what did she have to do to yeah. get here? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then you have, and then, you know, we go through the rest of the movie. She doesn't really do anything, doesn't have a lot of agency. And then the worst part of it is a lot of people, their favorite part of this film is like the Darth Maul cameo, mm. which I can agree is like pretty cool. I think it's cool. And, you know, he comes up on the screen and then you hear sort of the Duel of the Fates theme, you know, by John Powell, John Williams. It's really cool. But then I'm, th- I'm sitting there thinking, so by having him sort of be like, Telling you know, being like I guess her master or whatever. You take away all of her agency, and it undermines everything that she's sort of done in this film. Right. It would have if it would have been the other way around. Like if Han left the room, and then she sort of phones up Darth Maul and says that we have we have something ominous, like we have to accelerate the plans or something like that. That would have been awesome. That right. would have been interesting because that's the making of our villain. You know, it wasn't cool that you left me behind. I was brutalized. I had to do some pretty evil shit, and now yeah, I'm standing here in this really nice dinner party with you know clean clothes and jewels and shit on but uh on the inside i'm a broken hot mess and i'm about to i'm fixing to go kylo ren on everybody you know (laughs) i mean that would have been a great and now that i'm thinking about it what a huge missed opportunity and again my problem with wonder woman it's just about two dudes fighting and then wonder woman shows up and holds somebody's like towel i'm like what the fuck are we doing with kira here so now i'm mad (laughs) <laughs> yeah. now you've turned me like i'm now okay i get it now i'm kind of fucking pissed off yeah that that other uh, uh ending that you just described would have been like a oh shit right they didn't have andre's thing. phone number yeah. they did not call him <laughs> he would have fixed i mean I'm, I'm hardly the authority when it comes to star wars but 
I don't know. I Who feel like is? to me that would have been a much more ending. Yeah. Much, be- much better ending. The whole thing starts off so wonky, too, because we have the escape, and then we have this, you know, this big, uh, this big going. What was the, the, they were trying to steal? Oh, like the, the oh. train sequence? Yeah, what are the, tra- the coaxium, what is it called? Yeah, I don't, I don't even I'm know. I'm just thinking coaxial cables. I don't know what I'm <laughs> Trying to steal some fuel. <laughs> trying to get cable up in this world, which is yeah. even about to go cable. So, yeah, like this rare remedy or something. And you have all of these, like, really powerful characters like big presence and then it's like dead <laughs> killed yeah they die yeah <laughs> and you're like mm. and then come to find out the person who murdered them shows up for five seconds at the end of the movie and said i did it for my people what yeah <laughs> what just happened exactly oh, okay okay and we know that we know that it's controversial to have people of color in the star wars franchise there's a lot of fanboys who just like are throwing fits and, and just being super fucking hateful and evil and running uh, actors off of social media and stuff. Y'all need to fucking stop. Okay. <laughs> Get laid, pet a kitten, calm the fuck down because honestly, they're not even letting them stay in the movie long enough. I don't know what y'all mad about. They're there for five seconds. They didn't give Kelly, Literally. they didn't give Kelly Tran like the entire fucking movie. They let her yeah. show up, fall in love randomly with a character for no reason whatsoever because, you know, she can't just be there to be a freedom fighter. And then they kill her at the end. I don't know why y'all so fucking pissed off. They kill gay yeah. people all the time on TV to make y'all happy. He's gay. You know he's going to die. You know he's bisexual. Oh, he's going to fucking die. You know? <laughs> I don't know what y'all fucking mad about, you know? If they're brown, they're going down. So we know this is a white person's universe, and Lando's the only one who gets to hang out for very long. And... No, no one's going to go and go after uh, Chewbacca. So at least he's safe. His species is safe from your hatred. So yeah. y'all need to calm the fuck down yeah. because they're not letting them. They're not running things. You know, has there been a black person who's actually directed a Star Wars movie? No. Nope. You know, has a woman directed a Star Wars movie? Nope. Has an as an Asian gotten in there? So nope. I don't know what the fuck y'all are mad about. What yeah. are you upset about when we go back to the stories, though, and that, that there's just so much hate for Solo, like so much hate for it. And I think the casting, people just, they were already mad at the movie. But, but now that I'm talking about it with you, I'm like, yeah. well, this so movie thing, wasn't as enjoyable as I thought it I was. Got, I, I went out and bought a, um, I, have, I have two thermoses that I take with me when I go to work. Yeah. And one of them's a solo one, and I've gotten several people you know, ask really cool. me, you know, oh, did you see it? Did you like it? And I'm like, yeah, I liked it, dude. And they're like, oh, okay. Were they judging you personally? Oh, I probably, but it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I was like, I'm between these two generations here because I was a child when um, Return of the Jedi came out, and and so. You know, I saw that in the theater. I you was, got I was scared. Young. I you, was terrified. You were terrified. Your dad took you. You were and, a little too young. Yeah, I was a little too young. I was a redneck that. kid. I but was then, just like, you know, yeah. You know, I I had the generation one. You know, X wing fighter toys and the Tie fighter toys. There's one in our living. You know, room. and we we me and my buddies we played Star Wars. So I mean, I'm always going to be a fan of Star Wars. I don't. You know, I don't. I'm not the part of the 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 people who are like hating on the. Um, 
you know the the prequels i mean i don't particularly love them but it's 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 star wars it's just you know it's laser yeah. beams and okay. spaceships we, we're having a problem right stuff. now where you sleep in the night cause that's you know the scene but that's the thing it's like <laughs> it's like you know it's it's still star wars i'll watch gi joe i watched the remake of gi joe just you because that was a left to your childhood now cartoon i grew up with and then transformers terrible movies but I will watch them because I grew up on Transformers. I have an Optimus Prime. I have a Voltron. That's pretty cool. So, and Star Wars, I mean, come on. It's like Star Wars. This is not, you know, it's not high math here. It's, right. it's Star Wars. But you're not like one of those guys who has prescription pants who sits no. in his basement and wants no. See, you know, everybody again, to die. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that group of people either. Right. You know, I, I could take it or leave it. Like, I'm the kind of guy who's like, oh, I saw the movie. It has a really cool thermos I saw at the GameStop. I'm going to get it. <laughs> You're and just, use it's it. not that deep for you. No, it's not that deep for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I also do want to clarify something I said in the beginning of the episode when I said that I'm sort of viewing this through the lens, this movie through the lens of not growing up on Star Wars. Right. Uh, but I, I didn't mean to say that because I feel like. I don't want to come off as you're above if it. you did. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm above it. Or like, because you grew up on star Wars, you can't see past like your fandom. Like I don't want it to come off that way, yeah. but I, I, I just want to make the distinction of how people are sort of viewing this movie in this perspective. Because yeah. when, you know, we have this new trilogy and we are bringing in like people like me who haven't seen star Wars right. and this new trilogy comes out and now it makes me want to go back and watch the other movies. Um, but you do have to sort of admit that there are going to be inherent differences on the way we watch it. Absolutely. This is part of the big reason why I loved The Last Jedi and some people hated it. And I was like, yeah, change, you know, let's get away from the original stuff. And they were like, no, that's the worst thing you can do. Like, I'm still living for the day where we get a Star Wars movie that has absolutely nothing to do with, like, the original trilogy or the prequels. Like, just give me a fresh new story set yeah. in that universe. It's, I want to see that. It's a fucking universe, but, guys. It's literally a universe. Well, isn't that what sort of what Rogue One did? I mean, they were yeah. they were playing into the same struggle, right? Of of yeah. fighting the Empire. Yeah. But it was like That's, completely. It was the it was the Bothan spies that we heard about, but I mean, now we get to see them, right? Yeah, yeah, you know? and that's the big reason why I why I wanted to see more more of Rogue One than I did Solo because mm. I I because yeah. I was like oh new characters still the same sort of plot line but we still we we have the opportunity to see you know new characters and see how they fit into this universe whereas you have Solo where you're automatically going to be comparing it to the Han Solo you know from the original trilogy I get what trilogy. you're saying yeah. I totally get what you're saying because I said this about boomers I think yeah. the place will be I think the universe will be a better place when all the boomers die in America. it would have been like you know a, a Luke Skywalker story at summer camp right you know I just I'm, I'm feeling you I really am yeah. because I totally I'm totally about like yeah everything it has to go back to it I mean like I'm one of these people who will like boldly say that I think that Citizen Kane is uh, is bullshit um I think that Hemingway is totally overrated. I think a lot of these things that people hold as canon, like I used to think that well, you and I first started dating and we watched um, Steven Spielberg's uh, Empire, Empire of the, of the Sun, Sun. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. And I had any, this thing is had, unwatchable. Yeah. And it was like in the 80s, I believe. Oh, it my was, God. I, when I was growing up, or not growing up, but I was a little older than that, like, it was the thing. It's like Empire yeah. of the Sun. And you're like, <gasps> Spielberg. I know, so so like, I, yeah. It's one master shot after the other. It's beautifully shot. But I think, like, that's where Christian Bale was taught to eat scenery. Like, he was taught just to gobble it. It was like, here's a buffet. 
of the here's the script and here's the scenery let's chew that up john malkovich there's like there's nothing left of the scenery there's just like there's no place to even put the credits this movie is so overwrought and i was like oh shit and then i started looking at other films i have held in my mind is like this film is the most amazing film ever and you haven't seen it in a minute and then you go back and you're like oh and yeah. I can also like just be like, do we have to always go back to this original conversation of Skywalker and Solo and yeah. Princess yeah. Leia? And do we have to always go back? So I'm totally appreciating that perspective. And I respect that. I totally believe in change. I love me some change, man. I love me some. I don't hate the millennials at all. I don't because I'm fucking sick of the fucking baby boomers. Y'all done ruined it. I'm, <laughs> I'm technically somebody could call me a boomer, but. I identify with uh, Gen X, but we're rotten too. We're we're the big Star Wars baby motherfuckers who are ruining it for everybody. So the Gen Xers need to calm the hell down. I'll go back to the original point. They they have a black stormtrooper. I know y'all mad about that, and ha- they haven't killed him yet, and you're really pissed that he's still alive, and that Poe and him may be getting it on, you know, in the woodshed. You know, but as soon as they reveal it, one of them's going to die. So you guys just need to relax. They always kill, you yeah. know, true to form. They're going to let you have that, and then they're going to snatch it away from you. So all the rest of us who are w- looking for inclusion and diversity, you know, they're get, they're just wagging it in front of you and going, oh, no, he did. So, Not even in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, fuck all those people. So who knows? I mean, it would be if we could flash forward to the future, you know, 30, 40, 50 years into the future and the Star Wars franchise, it's like, there's like the white token guy in it. There's <laughs> just the one white guy. It's just a bunch it'll of like, like creatures, a, like non-humanoid yes, or human creatures. It'll be like Martin Freeman shows up in like Black Panther and they let him like drive a ship for five minutes. <laughs> but the black girl well, has to tell him how to do it, you know, while she's also fighting. So great what's so mind-blowing to me is that people lose their shit over asian people and black people being in the movies and i'm like you're fine with aliens but you can't fathom a person of color being a part of this universe as well are you kidding me and people are so sick of having why do we have to include everybody because you guys have dominated the conversation and culture for fucking yes. ever yeah. we've already seen it we we know what why people are going to do and rest of, welcome to the rest of the world right yeah, they already exactly. have leaders of different ilks in other places. They already have superseded us. The French have been circling us for years. The Germans, the Italians, they already make stuff that's just so far. And then we put ScarJo in like you know everything. Let's just put ScarJo in everything. Next, she's gonna be playing a black man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> never fear. We're gonna let Scarlett Johansson play it, whatever the fuck it is. You know, because that well, bitch, I guess, well, brings and, in money. And also, like, oh, my God, I really can't stand the the rhetoric of, well, it's being shoved down our throats and all that. And, I'm like, if that's the case, then we're going to keep shoving it down your throat until you're okay with it. I guess like, so. That's just, that's just going to have, have to be the way it is if you really can't, you know, sort of just get to grips with it. And this this is how the rest of the world is. Look, but we've all been, we've all had to shove down our throats forever. I grew up with, like, gun smoke. Then shut down my throat. The white yeah, male, John Wayne, blah, yeah, blah, exactly. blah, blah. It's still yeah. going on. There's a motherfucker running our country into the fucking ground. Like, They're still today, doing it. Today. Yeah. He doesn't even know where Scotland is, yo. He doesn't even know anything about Ireland, and he's over there. Damn, yo. So, y'all, seriously. Catch up. Catch up. Catch the fuck up. Also, here in a minute, you're going to be a minority. 
That's why I know they're all mad. There's a lot of people who are fucking angry about becoming a minority very soon. And it's going to be a tough world for y'all. And I don't feel sorry for you at all. I don't. You know, you've, we gave you a shot. You fucked it up. <laughs> so y'all need to, you need to calm down. You need to fucking calm down. Um, because I think you'll end up, if you embraced um, what's happening around you, the food's better. You'll learn two, four time. Um, the, the possibilities of having intimacy, which I think is at the root of a lot of this problem. A lot of you are just not getting late enough that you'll have, <laughs> you'll have more partners in life. You'll learn some knowledge. Uh, some of you will learn how to read, which will be really great for you. Learning how to read just opens up a whole new world. And then, you know, I think you'll just have a better fucking time if you just roll with it. I think so. Yeah. You're always telling us women to roll with it. When we get raped, just lay back and enjoy it. Well, you know, as this happens, why don't you just lay back and enjoy it? You might end up having a good time because I've been, I've been told this horrible thing my yeah. entire fucking life. Or shut your mouth. Don't say anything. That's about, right. You know? Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> While we gay pride all the way through your town, you know, <laughs> just march on your shit. Um, let's go back to other characters in Star in, in Solo. So what was your opinion of Alden? Loved him, hate him, didn't care, doing the caricature. We talked about that. Was there anything I mean, that you think he did right? Was he? Did, is there is there something about his performance that you enjoyed? I mean, not really. I, I, I honestly, I honestly can't say I didn't hate him. Yeah, I, I thought he was fine. I thought he was doing a fine impersonation. Yeah, it's just the fact that, and you know, this is funny because this is kind of what we were talking about with The Walking Dead as well. Is that all of these are great performances, but they're the story is not giving the actors the space they deserve yeah. to sort of flesh out their own version of the character mm-hmm. instead. And this isn't even like, this probably isn't even like a director thing. It's probably the studio being like, you have to be the Han Solo from the original trilogy. So people will like this movie. Well, I mean, I think, <laughs> and I guess again, I'm going to shit on another icon. I love me some Ron Howard, but I mean, he seems like a good dude. I just feel like this is exactly what Ron Howard would do with a Star Wars picture, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that Ron should go home. I'm just saying, I don't know. Like, you got J.J. Abrams in there. You got Ryan Coogler. You got all these, you got fresh horses, and then you do, then you pull up Ron Howard for this. I mean, does Ron need to work anymore? Does he even need to, like... He probably can own an, like a couple of islands or some shit. I don't know what he does with this money. He seems like a decent man. But like I don't I feel like that was kind of what I was feeling at the end of it. I'm like, "Oh, that that's Ron Howard. That's what Ron Howard would do with that because yeah. Because he would maybe maybe that's what him hemmed Alden in. It's like, "Oh no, here's watch this tape of Harrison Ford. Do it that way." You know, because yeah. Alden has fucking chops on him, yo. Like he's He's a, it. he's a yeah. really good actor, and I feel like he's just unjustly getting, like, raped and pillaged over this. So I feel like Ron Howard's like, no, 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 do it like this. Here's the tape, you know? Um, because the most interesting villain in this whole thing is Paul Bettany at the end, this Dryden Voss, who's sitting around and, like, he's like your Scarface up in his floating tower, you know? Who can you know killerize a bunch of people? I always like him seeing him. And stuff, I love him and everything. You know? And Paul Bettany gets to show up and be like this guy who's not. And again, going to Andre's point, he's not hemmed in by uh, the the canon. He can come in and just be his own freestyling bad guy because he's not going to last the movie. 
Um, and he's way more interesting to me than other characters, you know? And then we get to know, I thought, um, this Infus Nest, Infus Nest, whatever. Oh, yeah. The chick at the end. I'm like, oh, she's great. She killed some people we liked in the beginning. She killed Woody and all them stuff. But we didn't spend any time with her, like at all. Yeah, and that's that's what I what I sort of meant earlier about how nothing in this movie especially feels earned. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. And apart from the fact that I don't know if you guys read the scene the way I did, but when she took off the mask, it it felt very much like, oh, it's a girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Yeah. Ron Howard I mean, reads the script and goes, Oh, you know it'd be great if she's a girl. We're like, Ron, you're like the old dude who got to the party like <laughs> like the next day. You didn't even yeah. come late. You just came the next day and was like, you know, it'd be great. It was like, no, we already did that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, and she's of mixed ethnicity. See? <laughs> no, no, dude. Exactly. That one, I felt that one a little bit like, really, dude? Little token on that. Yeah. There's this whole tribe of people we could have spent time with. Are you scared of the fanboys that much that you're not going to let them take up a lot of the screen time? And as you say, let's let the aliens take up the screen because we can't let people of color exist there. Yeah, apparently. We're so afraid of it. We're so fucking afraid of other, you know. Man, I tell you, we just got, we got all the good stuff. Y'all should come to the dark side. We got, we got the best. We throw the best parties. We're having a good time. Y'all are over there just like yelling at gardeners and people selling water and shit and celebrating cops shooting people for no reason. I mean, that's got to be a bummer. That's got to make you not sleep at night and give you the cancer and shit because the rest of us are just having a good ass time. Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, what was the other thing I was thinking about? Like, um, there was the one, okay. There's, Oh, there was actually two Asians in this movie. I think I blinked and missed them. One's, uh, Jason Wong plays the weapons check enforcer and Alice Hugan played the female guest. So there were Asians in the film. Uh, you probably didn't notice them. Uh, the, 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 was it the, the what guest? Female guest. The female guest. It's like that's, that's dead waiter. <laughs> yeah. Like Taishi <laughs> from Terrace House. Uh, murdered waiter. Murdered, murdered waiter. waiter. Yes. It's a little inside joke. This this guy we knew, Ian worked with him on a film, and we were watching Terrace House. Did you recognize him from the show? Did you I, finally, No, you I didn't. didn't. You were the one who looked him up. I looked him up on IMDb. He's and just I don't like this even overdramatic guy from Aloha State. I don't even remember State. him and on, so, on set. And our, we're friends with a director still, a Japanese director friend of ours, and... He was like, you don't understand. I'm in Hollywood, and I work in Hollywood, and you should ask me questions to this other uh, young actor. You have to ask me about my experience. And I'm like, oh, well, let's look this bitch up. Apparently, he, like, he, he's been in all the shit. He's you know? been in all the shows. He's going to have 80 fucking credits. One credit. And it was a movie <laughs> that Ian did sound for. And his role was Murdered Waiter. <laughs> wow. So he texted the director and like, do you remember this guy? Because, yeah, that kid came in for a day. Yeah, he's all right. It wasn't even a full day because we had a company move that day and it was half a day at the second location. And I'm just thinking, you can't even like say, because the IMDb covers any film you make, any film in any country. It's not like you can. So it's like he said, you know, I do a lot of films in Japan, bitch. It, it's not on IMDb. So yeah. whatever you're doing, I don't know why I got on this tangent. But anyway, those two Asians, um, they probably know a lot more about the business than probably. Uh, they know more than well, I that's do. That's his what. 
yeah. Okay. So my question is, because I'm so ignorant of how they're making these films, are they? They're not doing a follow up to Solo. Is there plans to do a Solo two? People are are talking about it, but there's no, there's not been any like confirmation by Disney or anything. I mean, I would think that after you're doing 85 million at the box office, that's considered a financial flop for them. I mean, again, here's Black Panther with its one billion and counting. You know, yeah. and I think Rogue did well, and Force Awakens did well. Yeah, the other one, does does this sort of feel to you like it was sort of like a, a rushed after job? Even though, I mean, there was a lot of money put into it, three hundred million. You know, does it feel like it's like a they just needed to get something else out there? Well, yeah, that, well, that's exactly what happened. That's what this was, Ron, huh? Ron Howard, Ron Howard had to take over for another director. Oh, who was there? Oh, oh. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't remember who the the first director was. Okay. Um, we can look it up real quick. But right. so so the budget was three hundred. While you're looking, I'm going to read some facts. So the budget sure. was three hundred million. Opening weekend was eighty four million. Uh, gross to date is three hundred and seventy nine million. Ooh, that's bad because if that's to date and they uh, they constantly update these figures in IMDb, so it's only made eighty million past its. Yeah, since it's fuck, that's a loss. No, that's like wow, that's like pocket money for executives just to go buy gold toilets and blow and hookers and stuff. So, so it's kind of it's like a it's like a write off movie. It totally is. See, IRS, we have a loss. It's called Solo. Oy vey! And you know what really pisses me off about this movie is that such a waste of Amelia Clark. You know, yeah, I don't know if anybody else. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I do not. That's completely okay. Um, it's okay. <laughs> it? some, no, some people don't. Like I know that people. I, want, I like my swear, cousin doesn't. I, so. I swear it's been on my list forever. I just don't it's have okay. HBO. You know, and, what, what'll be great is by the time you get around to it and you go to watch it, and you'll see like all those eight seasons. What a ride you're going to be on. That's going to be <laughs> that'll be fucking cool. Yeah, can you imagine binging all eight seasons? You're going to need to wear a diaper. Oh, man. <laughs> Andre's going to need to like, have just, a box of diapers. Yeah, or, yeah, so you don't, yeah, exactly. Or he may just be like, what? I don't get it. Or just it. just put it like TV next <laughs> to the window and poop out the window. Oh, yeah. He's going to keep watching. I think that's how white nerds watch shit. I don't think Andre, he seems classy. I don't think he's going to do that. <laughs> um, but like the we're, just a terrible use of Amelia Clark because we love her as, as Khaleesi in Game of Thrones. She is just awesome. And I feel like, oh, she's in Game of Thrones. There's someone here. Again, under usage of Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who is a wonderful writer, director, and performer. Um, if you get your chance, uh, hands to see anything that Phoebe's in, she is um, one of the creators and writers on Killing Eve, uh, a show that we adore. And then she has this great series called Fleabag, where she just plays this horrible, shitty person. And I love her because she just owns how rotten she is. Uh, and then they just have her playing the robot. Great. And then, of course, the wonderful Linda Hunt. She's, um, you know, plays Lady Proxima, and we have to have her show up for two seconds. I don't wonder that in the future we won't. Obviously, we, I don't feel like we're going to see Solo Two with those numbers, right? Did what did you find I mean, on it? Did you find nothing? Uh, no, uh, Variety dot com said that there were two directors to start with. Um, mm-hmm. Their names are Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. And they were f- actually fired by Kathleen Kennedy for uh, creative differences. And then they brought on Ron Howard. 
Um, I think they brought on Ron Howard because he's just like a veteran film filmmaker. Yeah. And I think they wanted, you know, they didn't want to take any risks. And he did, he, it says here he shot about 70% of Solo, including reshoots. Oh. Yeah. So, so maybe what we're feeling is this is a rush job. This is a takeover. A salvage. Yeah. A salvage job. I, I think that's why the, the movie sort of came off as very surface level. And again, it feels like a movie can't succeed if there's more than one director, if there's a switch up in the middle. It's just, yeah. it's not been proven to work. Yeah. I don't think that they had any choice. Yeah. Um, but I want to know what those creative differences were. Um, I don't know exactly what they disagreed on. Um, but that, that's, that's interesting to think about. And as far as the sequel goes, I don't know if it's the numbers. I, I honestly don't see how this, this, you know, this film goes on after this. I mean, I guess you can make a film about Kira and Darth Maul, but why would you want to? I kind of, yeah, I see her kind of showing up as a piece in a further plot. Like Proxima, Proxima, they use her as a plot forward piece. So would they use Kira as a player down the road in a in a bigger story that could pop well, up well my god well imagine if instead of darth maul it was like snoke or yeah. like the emperor and she shows up in episode nine for whatever reason like yeah. Yeah. that would have i don't know that would have been interesting but i don't know yeah i feel like maybe this because the, the there's darth, too many cooks in no, this kitchen yeah now. the darth maul story is sort of stuck in those those what is it the prequels mm. So now you have to be, yeah. you have to go back to that that whole set of oh know, please it's not Ewan McGregor <laughs> and um, uh, not. Liam Neeson no 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 you know no so that well, let me some Ewan McGregor I just I was like oh what's happening. Well, also, a lot of people were confused about how Darth Maul is even alive since he was killed at the end of the Phantom Menace. Thank you. Uh, but apparently, oh, that's true. But apparently, uh, it's sort of dealt with in the Star Wars. Is I don't know if it's like. It's called like the Clone Wars, the, the TV series, yeah, like yeah. the cartoons they do. Okay. There, there is an explanation, I think, of why he's alive. Which I mean, I guess is fine. He snorts Malfourians. Like... <laughs> he drinks Jar Jar Jink- Binks piss, and he's revived. <laughs> he's he's, I don't, he's I don't know, it's back weird together. I don't want to make the complaint about like, oh, we shouldn't have to like, you know, watch all this supplemental material to get it because that's, that's, believe it or not, that's the same complaint people make about like Marvel movies. Like you have to watch 18 to understand one movie. Like to me, that's just like, you know, you're damn impatient. Just go watch the films and then come back and see this one. Sure. But when you, but when you cross platforms like this and you, you're sort of asking your audience to like watch an entire TV show to get this one little thing in this film. Right. That's where I'm sort of like, sort of, you know, going, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause there's like, I think that's kind of what, what was happening. The, the kind of the mindset with a game of Thrones is there's like, there was five really dense books and we're still waiting for season, yeah. the episode. I mean, uh, book six, it's really, 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 really fucking dense. And so they did what uh, they did with Harry Potter. You know, you don't have to have yeah. read the books. Some people yeah, don't read. Exactly. So here, here you go. This can stand on its own. And they have to make something that holds up unto itself. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think. Well, even yeah. even with Marvel films, I still feel like they, they stand on their own. Because I, I also got into the Marvel game pretty late. I saw, like, I saw, like. Captain America Civil War before I saw any of the Avengers movies, you know, and I still got it. Like my friend, my roommate, 
she's seen maybe like two Marvel movies and she still understood everything perfectly about Infinity War. I don't think it's that hard. Like I don't watch them in order at it's all. Really not the, it's I don't, really not that hard. I don't know shit about them. Like I don't know. I just like I'll drop in like they'll whenever they pop up on Netflix. I'm not someone who goes to the theater to see them per se. Um, maybe if there's a group of people in town, we'll go and see whatever. So I'm watching Ragnarok with, you know, um, that is so obnoxious. Uh, I should just probably shut down my mail, shouldn't I? So, um, but it's like, I'll go and let them pile up and jump around. And like I'm like, oh, okay. Like at the end of Black Panther, yeah. I was confused about, I don't know who the Bucky is. And, and apparently something terrible happened to Bucky. And I'm like, oh, I guess I should go back and find out what happened to that guy. But it's not hard to figure out. I mean, it's, you know, it's not, yeah, like, well, again, like you can't watch Mr. Robot season three and go i totally understand what's happening with elliot you'd be like what the fuck am i watching you have to watch all of that to get there you know because it's building right. on in like there's the first and second and third act but with these i feel like i don't know i just find them to be super entertaining the ones that i well, don't I mean, fall asleep in and i mean also the other than the fact that they stand on their own you know like whoever you know the marvel the Marvel creators, they put in stuff for people who have seen the past movies. They put little Easter eggs and, you know, references, but you don't need to know what those mean in order to get that sort of singular story. Yeah. So that's why, that's why I'm worried about how they're, how they did Darth Maul like this, because I mean, again, what if they did like Snoke and that would appease all those people of, of how the fact that he got no backstory in the last Jedi or something like that. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It's it was just a very weird situation with this film, and even the cast were like at first they were very. It looks like they were very hesitant, but they sort of they sort of you know said that it was a beneficial experience. Right. So I don't know. Now I'm getting kind of, now I'm feeling like what happened. Like they yeah now I'm seeing it's like Kasdan's son is writing this thing and. They they Kathleen Kennedy didn't like what was probably coming back in the dailies. And wanted to make sure it was a sure thing. And, or who knows, maybe they were headed toward it being like really glorious, but it was, it was risky and and edgy and she didn't like that and wanted to pull it back to a more conservative place. But whatever her reaction, it cost, it cost them some money. So it wasn't a good call ultimately, you know? Yeah. But I guess you can't with this franchise unfortunately, you can't just let people go off and just like wing it. Um exactly. and I think people are over fucking thinking these things. I think they're totally over fucking thinking them, you know, because there are there is so much like expectation and slathering over it. I mean, that's got to suck though in in any way shape or form to put so much pressure on such a franchise because again, with streaming, with technology, uh, we don't leave our houses as much as we used to. It's also very expensive to go to the movies, so you have to have a sure thing. I understand the studio's mindset. I'm not saying it's justified necessarily, but they had to protect their bottom line. So to put asses in in the theater seat that's costing you, I mean, out here, what are we paying? We're paying 14, 15? Yeah, about 15. So 15 a seat to go to the movie theater plus you know parking and gas and the whole experience and then they charge in like steak prices to get popcorn these days what the fuck man? <laughs> thank god i got a big purse but like um you know you're going to the theater and they, they want to guarantee because not people are not going out to see i mean some people are are in in different situations in small towns going to see call me by your name at the theater some people are going out to see lady bird at the theater i don't just because it's just it's kind of a pain in the ass to go and it's very expensive and we already pay so much for streaming yeah. That, you know, 
the stakes are high because we know that a big, you know, an Avengers movie, uh, you know, we know a superhero film is is going to be guaranteed box office if, if done correctly. And then you have the Black Panther watermark and yeah, you have does, Solo yeah, come after that. It's like, everything, yeah. yeah, Black Panther changed the game. Um, but there's films like Get Out that changed the game as well. You know, and now we're hearing uh, Sorry to Bother You. People are going to the theater for that. I mean, I'm, it's, it's kind of cool. Now people are starting to make films again to put people in theaters. Starting to make good movies. They're starting to make good movies outside of the superhero franchise. I mean, am I saying yeah. it wrong? Do you go to the theater to see all of your films or do you wait for them to hit like streaming? No, I pretty much go see all the films only because I, I, I really like treasure the experience of like going to a theater, experiencing the movie with other people and also like kick-ass sound system, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to watch on my, like my little laptop computer with my headphones. You know what I mean? I see. Well, I mean, I don't know what theaters are like in Virginia, but assholes here will ruin the experience for me. They have, I just see a sea of like cell phones because we always sit in the very back row. That's where we like to watch it in the middle. And I just see a sea of like people's cell phones and shit. And then the talking. Really? Yeah. And then people talk. Keep talking during the movie. No, people, LA audiences, I have to say, are the fucking worst. That we, and that's why we can't enjoy it. We can't have nice things here. And you can't fucking get to a theater on time. No, no. no you'd have to get, like, we have to leave like an hour early just to get there. But we did. We made the effort with Black Panther. We went to 10 a.m. showing and left super early and, and had our breakfast with popcorn. Like, we made the effort for that when we saw it twice. But it is, it's that's not so a good experience. It's not, like, when I used to go to, to movie theaters in the South, it was church. You know, that was church. You would go and you were quiet and you were respectful. And if you go in the afternoon with the blue hairs and El Segundo, they're respectful. Yeah, because when we go, I mean, we're pretty much going with the people who want, who choose to go to the theater at that time. Yeah, like 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday because we can. You know. But the regular audience going public sucks. Yeah. They just act like wow. they're at home. They just talk and just pull their phone out. And I'm like, motherfucker. So I don't, and I also wasn't born with patience, but I have even less of it now. So, and you and I will like just get up and we'll just walk the fuck up out of a place. We did that once yeah. on, on some movie. What was that's that? so weird. That's, that's, duck. yeah, we definitely don't have that here. Um, I never see like, I, I, well, I, I rarely see people. I don't think I've ever been in a theater where someone like picked up a phone call in the middle of a movie. Oh, it happens all the um, time here. Oh my god! No, I couldn't stand that. <laughs> like we were I even. Stand that. What was the last movie we saw in the theater? We always can count on like one hand. It might have been Solo. It was Solo. So two feet over from me, like literally toward the end of the film, I just see the the person pick up their phone and they're texting and someone's taking a picture of the screen and then there's two phones down below me and they're texting and checking their phone. I've had, how many times have we been in the theater? Very few times that we go, I've had somebody pick up a phone call. And I'm like, are you fucking, and just talk. I think Black Panther was the only one where we saw it where it was like, People were respectful. People were into this People movie. People were very quiet. See, it's like one thing. It's like if you're into the movie and you're cheering and the whole crowd is watching this thing, that's an experience. But yeah. if someone is like yeah. talking to the person sitting next to them or putting pulling up their phone and texting, you know. Or that's just, why we don't go. It's just, it ruins the whole experience. So that's why it's kind of a delayed response of, 
you know, I'll enjoy Ragnarok like I saw it last week. <laughs> you know, hey, did we talk about this movie? No, bitch, we already saw it. We just saw it like years ago. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll probably see Infinity War when it hits like Netflix. Yeah, and it'll be like, Netflix, it'll be 2020, yeah. you know? Uh, be like, hey, did you guys see Infinity War? All those people died. Yeah, we know, bitch. Everybody knows that. We've been talking about it forever. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of, that's why we don't go because for me, even when we're at home, we're quiet. We're, it's a sacred experience for us at home, even. Someone's that's why telling I can't, you a story. I can't, yeah, and they exactly. spend all this time to do it and I need yeah. to let it unfold. Like watching a movie with your dad. Yeah. We're watching Creed. He goes, who's that guy? I'm like, that's Creed. That's that's the guy, but but was it? Like you know what the the screenwriter wrote a hundred twenty five page screenplay. Can you just fucking wait? Just watch just the movie. Fucking wait for it. Yeah, I, I can't stand the people that like I'll watch the movie with. Obviously not the movie theater, but I'll watch like something with, and they're like predicting every single thing oh, that's coming in the movie. Somebody gonna it's die. Literally the worst. It's I would show up with a piano wire and just grot that person. <laughs> That would be leading me so soprano style. I would tell totally soprano that motherfucker. No, I say I can't stand it because people don't know how to act in public. People are like hyenas. And they pretty much, I have to say, this is not a recent thing. People have always been that way. I just think I was more tolerant of it in the past because prices were cheaper. You're seeing a film back in the day for back in old timey days. Um, like you would see a film for like four and five dollars in the afternoon in a matinee. And so you're like, well, whatever I missed, I'll come back and get it. You know, uh, if it was something mm-hmm. worth seeing, you'll come back. And we used to have the dollar movie and things like that. So you were, and also people were just there to like watch the movie, but sometimes people would like, there was a whole trend in the nineties where people bring flashlights and like those red things, the, the red laser things to, to movies. And, and then it was also kind of old school. You just go over to that person and threaten to beat the shit out of them, and uh, it would stop. You know, I've threatened so many people in movie theaters. It just became part of the experience. It's like, motherfucker, I will ruin you. You know, you're not at home, bitch. I would, like, do all of that. And now I just find that I don't, I don't know if the person's going to have a gun. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're going to be waiting for me in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Um, it's just a different world. So I just rather not put myself in that experience. So that's why I don't know. I'm not so invested in these films. I think is because of the way we consume them probably. That's Um, interesting. Yeah. And I think that's, (laughs) so it's like, if there's a movie we want to talk about, like we'll make the effort to go and and see. So, you know, we can talk with you about it, but normally it's like, eh, we're going to avoid being in that situation so we don't get mad or we'll just like as soon as it comes up i bought a bunch of like first uh, uh first run films as soon as they came out on streaming i i dropped about 300 bucks i think and just like watching all the oscar pictures and movies that we had been wanting to see so we can yeah. enjoy them at home um because i feel like two eyeballs for the price of like 14 it's a better deal it's a better deal you know we can make yeah. popcorn here and we can have cocktails and all that kind of stuff. So, but how are, I guess Virginia audiences are pol- more polite, huh? Mm. Yeah, they don't, that's so, that's so interesting. The, you know, the way, the way people sort of, I don't know, that's really, cause like we never, we never have people like, you know, like pick up phone calls or look at their phones or even like talk in the movie. Really? That if, if one thing is going to ruin the movie theater experience, it's a kid crying. Yeah. Like someone bringing like their infant <laughs> to see the Why? film. Why are you bringing your infant? I, exactly. Mm. I don't know. I'm pretty crazy about going to the theater. Like I saw Black Panther in the theater four times. Oh, right on. 
Uh, I saw Infinity War three times. Wow. I've seen the second Incredibles twice. Oh, wow. I don't know. I'm just like an addict when it comes to like, I, it's just the, mostly mostly just the sound system. Yeah. I course. think it just really enhances the experience for me. No. And also you're watching in theater, like you're like just shut off basically from the rest of the world. I do. And you're know. like just in that experience, you know, for, for I, two hours. I totally get you. I lived in the theater for many years and until I moved to LA, that was my place where I went to church. That was my sanctuary. And I loved the whole experience and just LA audiences. I remember going to my first film. I moved here in 2002. And I remember going here like the first month and I'm like, well, these motherfuckers are just crazy, you know? And they didn't even have like the screens out yet. They just had the flip phone when I moved here, but people just like take a fucking call. And I was like, <laughs> what's happening? And the people around me were like, there was no blood and guts and chainsaws. They were just letting it happen. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This person's just having a conversation. And that's like, I think the person who was talking on the phone, I'm going to name drop, but it's not going to be a big drop. Tim Meadows, remember him? Um, Tim Meadows, SNL, anybody? Anyway, so he was the one on the phone. Like he was just sitting there having a conversation with this agent in the middle of this movie. And I'm like, okay. That just happened. And then I thought, well, that's just an anomaly thing. It's this actor or whatever. It's AMC down on the promenade. It's a pretty popular spot. And then as I kept going to the movies, just it was just common practice for people to be like douchebags. And I was like, okay, I don't want to spend this kind of money then. I don't want to do this. So, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of, that, that kind of explains a, a lot uh, for how we're consuming films, I think. Should take that into consideration of what we're doing. What are you wanting to see? What's coming up that you're going to go see in the theater? What's your next film that you're plotting for? Oh, um, the oh yeah, the the second Fantastic Beast is going to come out. Oh yeah, um, that's going to be interesting. And then probably after that, it's going to be the next Marvel film, which is Captain Marvel. Um, other than that, I don't I don't know if there's anything coming out like soon that I want to go see. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really go any to the theater anymore for like casual films. Like if I'm going to the theater, I'm going to s- spend twelve dollars on a ticket. I want to see it for a big ten. Yeah, film. it's a, it's a reason um, to go. Yeah, that's the yeah. like you were saying sound systems too. It's like those those type of movies that are, are heavy graphics, heavy uh, um, sound effects. I think yeah. those are the ones that I I really like to go to the theater for stuff like that. The only other reason I go to the theater is to drag my husband to see my internet crush. Oh, yeah, we went to go see, what, Buster's Mount Heart that time? Yeah, and you were, like, rolling your <laughs> eyes so hard, I think you gave yourself a migraine. And then we're going to go see... Um, Papillon. Papillon this, in August, next month. Because Rom Rom's in it. And then we'll get to see... Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I think a lot of people will go. Yeah, we'll definitely... Yeah, that'll be fun. That's November, yeah. I think a lot of people will go see that. Just waiting for the hate. But, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I guess I would go see the Marvel movies if people didn't pick up their phones all the time. Yeah, I mean, those are the ones... it's distracting. Yeah. If you're sitting... At, it this, is distracting. You're in this beautiful theater, okay? So you're in the very back at the top because, you know, yeah. he gets motion sickness and I kind of do too. So it's hell of a lot. It's, it's hard for us to play video games, but we still do. We're just like... Bleh. We're just like uh, Samuel Jackson's uh, character in Kingsman. Anyway, so we're in the very back watching and so there's just these, you know, four, five, 15, 20 phones below you and there's this spectacle on this big screen and you're like oh my god this is an amazing thing and then some these motherfuckers got their phones out and you see these little yeah. white you know led screens and i'm like why though you know and yeah. then like, that's too many people to beat up yeah you're literally spending 14 bucks to sit 
in a dark room with other people on your phone. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is what are your priorities in this world? See, what we need to do is make some dough and mm. then get like a really good sound system mm-hmm. so we can hook it up to the computer. Because with this the fucking TV. sound bar right now, we're yeah, finna throw it in the. Dude, we have like a fairly sizable screen, yeah, fifty something inches. But if we if we invest in that part, then we'll never have to go. We'll never leave the house. They'll find us years from now. <laughs> Our crusty bodies on the couch. In the middle of Solo, a Star Wars story going, it isn't bad the 20th time you watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Just get Stockholm Syndrome from making yourself watch it so much. Okay, do you have any other thoughts about Solo? Is there anything else that you really wanted to put out there? Like, I don't feel like we shat on it, but now I understand it so much more talking to you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I will say I was just surprised how many people loved it. Especially for for the reaction for the Last Jedi, because I thought, well, if I hate this, I mean, people who are really into Star Wars must hate it too, or like even worse. And I'm like, oh, not really. I'm kind of the odd one out, but I don't know. Do you think? It's do weird. you have any breakdown? I mean, this is something that we again, again, there's no way to know this off the top of your head. I wonder what the breakdown in demographics for those people who loved it is. Is that like the old, the, the Generation X? Who were like, oh, look, they look back in time and it's just all the stuff. And the look, there's like that. There's an Easter egg of in, um, in a Paul Bettany's office. There's, I think, um, the Indiana Jones, um, Horkamahaka, one of the MacGuffins he was searching for is in there. Like one of the trophies from Indiana Jones planted in there. These little nods to things. So it's like this whole... You know, like you mentioned the dice and things like that and how Chewie became. There's all these little things that I think, did they just make this for Gen X to go, aw, my childhood. I'm thinking yeah. I'm thinking that's the target audience they were going for, for I, sure. Yeah. Maybe I that's why you. I didn't I have to. I totally agree with you. Maybe that's yeah. why I didn't have such, a, such a, a horrible time with it because I was like, oh, there's the thing. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be, you know. It was for a us. deep thing. It was us supposed to be a hearkening back to mm-hmm. remember when we went to go see. Mm-hmm. You know, these ones. And they got an old-ass director that we could relate to. Yeah. And, we're all yeah. like, yeah. And, you know, it was, gotcha. it, if that was the point, if that's what the purpose was, it did its job. I guess so. So maybe they're just, maybe, okay, I just had a thought. I know we were winding down, but I have a thought. Maybe they gave the olds, Gen X, this little, oh, <laughs> look what happened with Chewie. And like, maybe they gave us all this shit. So then the next one that comes along is just going to be totally fucking crazy. It's just going to be like... Like new new story. Yeah. yeah it's maybe. just going to be crazy shit. Or it's going to be full well, frontal Kylo Ren for the first 20 minutes of the movie. Just penis <laughs> and bush and balls. <laughs> it just opens and just sits just Adam on Adam Driver. Driver's crotch. <laughs> He's just got his helmet on. He's, He's standing completely there, naked. Just on, naked. And a cape. Right. He's trying to channel <laughs> Daisy Ridley, but she's not picking up. Just trying to send her a dick pic, and they just go completely just like over here. Maybe that's what it is. Like here's your bone, and then here's boner. I don't know. Maybe they're gonna, I don't know what they're going to do next. But I totally. By the way, I enjoy uh, Adam Driver so hard as Kylo Ren. He's such a little goth bitch. I actually dated this kid in high school. I'm like, I dated this guy. I dated Kylo Ren like I think twice. <laughs> the first time it was a girl and the second time it was a boy, but yeah, I dated Kylo Ren. Totally know who Kylo Ren is. I'm like, there is no pleasing this this person, no matter how you try. I've already dated this person. It just doesn't end well. So, 
What did you think of? Do you, do you like Adam Driver as Kylo, or you just don't care? Oh, I think oh, I think he's awesome. Yeah, I love I love the Kylo Ren character, especially. And this 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 is the other thing as well is that the reason I love the Last Jedi so much is because it got further and further away from the original trilogy. Whereas the Force Awakens, I still loved. But also, a lot of it felt like this movie, where it was like, oh, there's R2-D2, there's C-3PO, oh, there's Luke Skywalker, oh, there's Leia. It was just, like, constant referential material. Yeah. So much that it's sort of, like, I don't know, like, it's really hard to get to what... And even, like, J.J. Abrams, I think he's a great director, but it's impossible, it's almost impossible for him to write something without having it without making it sound mysterious right. or that there's something that we're not, <laughs> we're not like keyed into, which yeah. is why when we get into the last Jedi and we, and we get answers that we weren't expecting, people were not very happy about it. Right. Um, but I, there were, there was very recent news that Billy G. Williams will, was going to reprise his role as Lando episode nine. I know that's cool. But I'm also like, I think we're, I think you're helping me see and define a problem that's happening across the franchise. And again, I think they're trying to throw fris- frisbees in two different ways. You get the millennials, you get the generation X, the handful yeah. of boomers. And they're trying to bridge this divide. And that's, that's a tough thing to do. Because, and it's almost yeah, impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So solo is for the olds. The next one, you know, I don't know. That's got to be, that's an impossible situation to be in. I personally don't have a dog in this fight. Like, I mean, it was canon when I was a kid and I loved it and whatever. And then when they, when Lucas pissed us all off and I just walked away from it. And I don't think, it's like when I walked away from baseball in the eighties after this big strike, I don't think I ever fully came back to it. I was just like, oh, okay. I kind of see how you're going to do me. So I'm cool. So I guess my thing is, it's great to see all these little nostalgic things, but I didn't like, my butthole didn't pucker and I didn't like cry or anything. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. That's where that came from. I mean, it felt a little cheap, I guess. It felt a little bit too easy. It felt like they just threw a Frisbee over her head and went, there you go. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. But it's like, there's nothing deep about it. And I feel like they could go so deep with this, you know. But it's Star Wars, though. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I mean, deeper. I'm yeah. not saying they need to get Tolstoy on this motherfucker. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I don't know. I would. I, I, it's a lot. It's daunting. It's very daunting to take this on. Take this on, and I don't think you're ever going to please anybody from now on. I'm just. just has anyone just been like 100 percent about one of these movies so far? <laughs> no. <laughs> just been, I feel like there's been that's just raging, crazy screaming on Twitter every time one of them comes out. So and it's, that's boring. That's also predictable. They say the same things to each other. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I like the franchise, you know. I, I don't necessarily will have to go to the theater every single time. I kind of like your attitude about you it, know. though. I really do appreciate your attitude. I mean, it's laser beams and spaceships, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I just like you just break it down to that. It's you're just like, you're fine. Lightsabers. How cool is that? It's, it's like Back to the Future. It's like a hoverboard. Dude, that's awesome. Right. Marty, don't burn yeah. your mom. And that's about as far as it goes. Right. 
Yeah, I feel you. So that's just my take on it. I'm though. telling you, like Ghostbusters, people got all twisted over the females. I'm like, it's still going to show you some goblins, man. It's yeah. Come on. Yeah. Calm the fuck down. Yeah, relax. Do you, do, it's not going to. And the people are like, you ruined my entire concept of manhood. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, dude, you, you got to recheck it's, yourself. Oh, my God, dude. It takes one movie to unravel all of of that, but it wasn't very strong to begin with. I guess. Your parents <laughs> suck, dude. Your parents suck. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I guess I do. We were talking about this in the last podcast when we were talking about The Walking Dead. That how things do matter, and I can I can argue I can passionately argue about how we were a lot of us were let down by that series, and I can make a lot of arguments. But then I can turn around and be like, but ultimately, it doesn't really matter that much. Ultimately, it is what it is, and it's something that we can we don't need to live our lives. I mean, I think we do. Yeah. I personally believe that art makes our lives better, but it doesn't. It's not. You're not going to die without it. So, I guess you can argue that both ways, and I can see why people are upset. But I, I think I can be mad at Walking Dead and not want to like physically hurt anybody or wish them to die in a ditch. No. I may say yeah. that about Scott Gimple or Robert Kirkman, but I really don't mean it. Ultimately, I forget to be mad about it. And like with Star Wars, I saw the controversy and just people just just all of this energy into this hate. And I'm like, what kind of life do you have to have this kind of energy? Yeah. If you, yeah, exactly. It's like if you have this much energy to put into something, why don't you put it into something that it will actually matter? You could have built a Millennium Falcon by now, like out of, I don't know meth needles by now like just a whole millennium falcon amount of meth needles and cans and just debris with all of the energy y'all are spending on this or writing your own screenplay and submitting it to the studio or something you know something constructive you know like but all of the energy that people because it's so easy to sit down and get high off of anger yeah yeah, and to shit on things, and you know, because you know, I think it makes God people forbid, feel better. Someone about knows how to, you know, the hard work it takes to do something. Yeah, because it takes. Can I also say that that people that really hate those movies often don't really have good points to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> like I remember, I remember us talking about this. Like a, a lot of the problems that I sort of have with the reaction of, of from the last Jedi is that when I would have a conversation with, with someone that absolutely hated it, they couldn't give me an actual reason why, or like a valid storytelling reason why it was just a lot of, well, it ruined my childhood. Okay. Why did it ruin childhood? Well, it just did <laughs> like Kathleen Kennedy. Like that's, that's all, all, they, all they could say, all they could say. And I'm just like, I, and this is just a personal thing, but it's really hard for me to take you seriously when we're talking about a film and you can't really give me a solid reason exactly. why something is like that. That's yeah. why I won't say I absolutely hate this and then just leave it at that. I'll go ahead and say why, you know? Right. Right. Um, but you know, it's the, the fandom, like the star Wars Facebook page posted a picture of Kathleen Kennedy as like a happy birthday. And they had to take it down because the comments were flooded with hate speech and people like sending her death threats. Like, are you serious? Wow. Well, like, I got news for you guys. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy is made of uranium. <laughs> she's, <yeah. laughs> she's been in this business for, what, 30-something years? She can't even feel your hate. Um, exactly. She can't hear you, too, because she's in a helicopter above her island. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You might be in your, your small bedroom yelling at her. She cannot hear you. She can't hear you over the money machine. 
on her helicopter over her island. Uh, not to say that she doesn't care. She's a human being, and she doesn't deserve hate speech. Nobody really does. I mean, honestly, who who actually? I mean, even um, even dumpster fire. I mean, I don't expend any energy on that. I see people getting frothy and ruining their own health by screaming yeah. at their enemy these days. And there's that old Irish saying, you know, hate is like taking poison and waiting for en- your enemy to die. Um, uh-huh. It's it's just so much easier if you really want to have people feel the impact of some of, of the way you feel about something. Walk away from it. That yeah. you can't if you leave a void in your wake and you don't purchase something and you boycott something, uh, financially boycott something by not showing giving clicks or eyeballs, you know, ratings. Uh, you know, this is this is the the biggest form of protest. Uh, because mm-hmm. no one, no one sits. There's no Twitter god that sits around and goes, "Oh my God, we have all this hate on Twitter." It may influence to a certain degree, but chances are, studios are going to do what studios do because they already have these things in the works. They've already sunk millions of dollars into things. So, I yeah. guess people voted with their feet for Han Solo. They just said, "Hey, we're not going to watch this fucking movie," and you end up making only ninety thousand, ninety million off of this. So they did vote in a way. So that was a boycott. So. Great, you did your job and you proved your point, and now they're probably not going to fuck with that anymore. But don't go and kill yourself on Twitter, like screaming at people. You're just harming yourself. I say this with love to people who are getting so worked up and like hating on other people. It just it doesn't hurt the other person. It just destroys you. Yeah. So don't do exactly. that, man. Like you, you screaming in that person. I mean, yes, yeah, not for nothing. You screaming at someone who's who's fragile and you know just a human being. Yeah. You can, you can also do some damage and maybe that's your intent. And if that's your intent, wow, I'm going to pray to you. I'm, I'm, I'm an atheist, but I'll pray for you, man, not to you, but for you. I just don't understand it. I don't get it, man. I don't get, I don't get that kind of, I don't get just hatred for shit for no reason. Yeah. I just spend my life doing stuff like this, talking to somebody who's super cool. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I think we've talked enough about this film. If you loved it, awesome. If you super white hate hated it, okay. I can see that, too. <laughs> so. uh, take care of yourself. You guys, don't, uh, don't drink and drive. Stop smoking weed and driving, guys. Everybody knows that you're smoking weed and driving. You're going like five miles an hour. Um, <laughs> we all know that you're smoking weed. Just please stop doing that on the 405. And anything you want to share? Any shout-outs? Any kind of, you know, advice? Right? We'll be talking to Andrew again because... uh, Andrew. Andre. Oh, my God. I just (laughs) changed your name to protect the innocent. We'll be talking to Andre again for sure. We're going to plug his stuff. Uh, Please go to our um, our social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, wherever else we're going to promote this show, which is probably across all of our platforms. And we'll send you links out to his amazing music. He is a wonderful composer. He's very, very talented. He also sings. I heard him sing Hurricane from Hamilton. Holy shit balls! he can sing. So please go and enjoy Andre and his crazy last name that no one can spell. Um, but we'll put the... Pl- or say. So, but but uh, plug real quick where you are, where they can find you off the top. Where are you on YouTube? Uh, YouTube is just Andre Michael Hayes Music. And the way you spell my last name is M-A-G-A-L-H-A-E-S. Okay, cool. Um, and if you search my name everywhere else on every social media, you'll pretty much find me. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Cool. He's awesome. Go check him out. All right, guys. Have a lovely day and have a lovely rest of your week whenever you're listening to this. And peace. Peace. Bye.